Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 166, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back everyone, we hope you had a lovely weekend, and here we are starting week number 34. So that means just this week and next week to finish up the Old Testament. Hi everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now, it's Marvin the Friendly Curious Cow. So Marvin, how was your weekend? Oh yeah, it was good Dave. You know, you know the weather was pretty bad, so yeah, I just watched another Disney movie on Saturday. Okay, okay, so what was it this time? Oh, Dave, it was about this cute little fat cow who lived in a wood with his animal buddies and who liked to eat honey out of honey pots. Okay, yep, I see. So what was that one called? Oh, it was called Winnie the Moo, Dave. Of course. Well, Marvin, I think we both know what day it is. Oh, we sure do, Dave. Jingle, please. What have we heard the Bible say? Let's remember it's recap day. Okay, Marvin, here we go. Three, two, one, and go. Okay, we had creation in the fall, then Noah and the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and God's promises to them. Yep, then to Egypt, and after 400 years, God sends Moses, we had the plagues, we had Passover, 40 years in the wilderness, and the Ten Commandments. Yeah, then Joshua takes them into the promised land, and then came the judges and Ruth. After that came the kings, we had Saul, followed by David, we had God's promise to him of an eternal kingdom, and then Solomon, who builds God's temple. After that, the nation splits in two. We had Israel and Judah. Israel has terrible kings, and they worship false gods, and they ignore Elijah and Elisha, and then they fall to the Assyrians. Yep, Judah has some good kings, but they also worship false gods, and later they fall to the Babylonians. Yeah, so Daniel and his friends are taken off to Babylon, uh, and they become important, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego get tossed into the fire for not worshipping a statue, and later Daniel gets tossed to the lion's den for refusing to stop praying to God. Yep, meanwhile God has shown Nebuchadnezzar who is the true God and who's really in control, and later the Babylonians are conquered by the Medes and the Persians. Yeah, then Esther becomes queen and rescues the Jews from being wiped out. But back in Jerusalem, some Jews have returned to rebuild the temple. Okay, good job, Marv. And only 18 more of those to do. Okay, yeah. So, well, Dave, on Friday we heard about the Jews returning back to Jerusalem, huh? That's right, we did, Marvin. And today we'll hear a little bit more. Okay, great. Yeah, so who's reading today? Well, today it's the second of our resident jingle guys. Oh, hi, Josh. Hello again. Today's reading is taken from Ezra chapter 3, verses 1 to 13. The people of Israel had settled down in their towns. In the seventh month, all of them gathered together in Jerusalem. Then Jeshua began to build the altar of burnt offerings to honor the God of Israel. Jeshua was the son of Jehozadak. The other priests helped Jeshua. So did Zerubbabel and his men. They built the altar in keeping with what is written in the law of Moses. Moses was a man of God. Zerubbabel was the son of Shealtiel. The people who built the altar were afraid of the nations that were around them. But they built it anyway. They set it up where it had stood before. They sacrificed burnt offerings on it to the Lord. They offered the morning and evening sacrifices on it. Then they celebrated the Feast of Booths. They did it in keeping with what is written in the law. They sacrificed the number of burnt offerings that were required for each day. After they celebrated the Feast of Booths, they sacrificed the regular burnt offerings. They offered the new moon sacrifices. They also offered the sacrifices for all of the appointed sacred feasts of the Lord. 
and they sacrificed the offerings the people chose to give him. On the first day of the seventh month, they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord. They did it even though the foundation of the Lord's temple hadn't been finished yet. The people gave money to those who worked with stone and those who worked with wood. They gave food and drink and olive oil to the people of Sidon and Tyre. Then those people brought cedar logs down from Lebanon to the Mediterranean Sea. They floated them down to Joppa. Cyrus, the king of Persia, authorized them to do it. It was the second month of the second year after they had arrived at the house of God in Jerusalem. Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, began the work. Jeshua, the son of Jehozadak, helped him. So did everyone else. That included the priests and the Levites. It also included the rest of those who had been returned to Jerusalem. They had been prisoners in Babylonia. Levites, who were twenty years old or more, were appointed to be in charge of the building of the Lord's house. Those who joined together to direct the work included Jeshua and his sons and brothers. They also included Kadmael and his sons, and they included the sons of Henadad and all of their sons and brothers. All of those men were Levites. Kadmael and his sons were members of the family line of Hodaviah. The builders laid the foundations of the Lord's temple. Then the priests came. They were wearing their special clothes. They brought their trumpets with them. The Levites, who belonged to the family line of Asaph, also came. They brought their symbols with them. The priests and Levites took their places to praise the Lord. They did everything just as King David had required them to. They sang to the Lord. They praised him. They gave thanks to him. They said, The Lord is good. His faithful love to Israel continues forever. All of the people gave a loud shout. They praised the Lord. They were glad because the foundation of the Lord's temple had been laid. But many of the older priests and Levites and family leaders sobbed out loud. They had seen the first temple. So when they saw the foundation of the second temple being laid, they sobbed. Others shouted with joy. No one could tell the difference between the shouts of joy and the shouts of sobbing. That's because the people made so much noise. The sound was heard far away. Thanks, Josh. Okay, Dave, so question. It said they celebrated the Feast of Booths. So what is that? Oh, well, here comes Professor. It's Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. Professor. Ah, yes, so the Feast of Booths, huh? Well, yeah, Professor, what is it? Ah, well, the Feast of Booths was a very special celebration, yeah? It was one of the times that all the Israelites would travel to the temple to make sacrifices and to worship God. It lasted seven whole days, and every day the people would eat meals together in these special little booths, kind of like little tents, and it was to remind all the Israelites how they lived in the wilderness for 40 years back when they came out of Egypt. You know, moving around and living in tents, not not building houses, yeah? Oh, I see. 
Yeah, thanks, Professor. And so, yes, the people are back, and they're once again worshipping God as he had commanded them to in Jerusalem. And they started before they had rebuilt the temple. And so when they begin that, when they lay the foundation stone to get going, well, we see some are cheering and laughing, and some are crying. Yeah, Dave, I didn't really get that. How are they crying? I'm still here, Dave. Okay, go for it, Professor. Okay, the ones who were crying were the old ones, the ones who had been dragged away from Jerusalem by the Babylonians. So they remembered what had been there. They remembered what Jerusalem was like. They remembered when Judah had its own king, when they were their own nation. Yeah, they were God's people, enjoying God's protection and blessing. Uh, But all that was now gone. And so, when the rebuilding began, they remembered everything that had been lost. And so, yes, they were very, very sad, yeah? Okay, yeah, that makes sense, Professor. And so, Marvin, yes, there is happiness, because it is a step back towards what the Israelites should have been, but sadness too, because they have seen how far they have fallen short of, well, how things could have been. Okay, got it. But Marvin, even though Israel was not what it could have been, God had punished them for their sin. He had not given up on them. He had not cast them off, and he'd certainly not forgotten the promises he made. He was still Israel's loving father. You know, sometimes when we sin, we might think, oh, God couldn't still love me as much as he did before. I keep sinning, I keep messing up, I keep doing the things that I know that God doesn't want me to. God is bound to kind of give up on me eventually. But boys and girls, if we ever think that, then we need to remember God's big story. Look how many times God's people messed up over thousands and thousands of years, how many times they turned away from him. Yes, their sin had consequences. They missed out on blessings that could have been theirs. But God did not, does not, will never give up on his people. When we mess up, and we all do, he is always there calling us back to him, ready to forgive us when we call upon his name. Remember, he has never and will never give up on you. Today, thank him for that. I sure will, Dave. You know, I find I need a lot of second chances when it comes to sin. Yep, Marvin, me too. And we all too. But look, that is us definitely out of time for today, so we will have to say goodbye, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Okay, everyone. Bye. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh 